Welcome to the Clients and Conversions Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Clem, and I've helped fellow entrepreneurs and business owners just like you harness the power of social media to grow your audience by the hundreds, 2x their launch sales, and have client leads banging down the door to book a call with you. And I'm the first to say that hustling and searching hours online for your next client or student is not the vital ingredient to your success or even your happiness. This podcast is for driven entrepreneurs, from coaches to course creators and everything in between, to access practical and actionable tactics on everything from how to get clients with Instagram advertising, and really unlock the keys from sales and social media to get growth with the simplest tools possible, while keeping it just long enough to get you through your walk, drive, or workout. So stick with us for this episode and the ones to come so you can get more clients and sales in less time. Now let's get into it. Hey guys, today we have on Dana Lisa, who is a business strategist and content marketing systems expert who helps clients scale to seven figures through organic strategy while working half the hours. Welcome to the show, Dana. What's up? Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I am too. And for those who hear, for some reason today has been one of those days where it's like, hi technology, we'd like you to work better, but it's not. So if you hear a little bit of delay, don't worry, Dana's still on the line. She's still going to give goodness just for some reason. Technology's being how it is today. <laughs> so I love to be... It's the moon. It's the cosmos. <laughs> Honestly, it might be because I'm just like, okay, let's get this up Wi-Fi. Let's have, let's stop this delay. I'm not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Right. Okay. So I love to begin the show with a bit of your journey to see kind of like where you're at today from kind of the beginning to going more into your zone of genius takes on topics or tips that, you know, can help benefit the listeners and ending with the rapid fire round, which are probably one of my favorite things to do. So before we get started, I'd love to go into your journey and kind of letting us know a little bit about how you grew up to kind of what led you to wanting to go down this path. Yeah, for sure. So I was in school for psychology and business management. I, I was in, you know, I did the whole high school thing. And then I was like, I'm a lost girl. Like, what am I going to do? And I went to school for psychology because I find the brain fascinating. And in particular, I now have developed into a place where like our buying and purchasing behavior and also our ability to change our external environment. So to create the external reality that it is that we want, all of that power is within our brain and we don't even necessarily harness it as much as we could be on a regular basis. So that passion started a long time ago and I've had it my whole life. And when I went to school for psychology and business management, I actually um, ended up having a gap year where I took culinary. So Fun fact, I used to be a chef and it was the world when I was cooking in a kitchen in the Cayman Islands, I had like a mental breakdown and I got diagnosed with anxiety and depression and put on medication. And I was like, there's gotta be more to life. What am I doing with myself right now? That was my version of a rock bottom. I find a lot of entrepreneurs and it's super juicy because I love to hear all of their stories. So many entrepreneurs I know had their version of a rock bottom that was really the catalyst for being the birth of their business, the thing that really made them decide there's got to be a better way. I'm going to discover what freedom means to me, what success means to me. I'm done with society's BS. I'm going to start to pave my own way. And that was my moment. That was my catalyst was 
hitting that rock bottom of being, you know, diagnosed with a mental illness and then put on medication and recognizing that having this passion for the brain and understanding how it works, that I had the ability to change my own reality, not just my external reality, but it started in my internal reality. And so I went on that journey and I went into freelancing online. I started this blog. It was awesome. It was like a health and fitness blog. And I had done a fitness competition a couple years before, and then I had gone to culinary. So I started uh, creating recipes with macronutrient breakdowns for people who were in the fitness world. And I monetized my blog. So through the power of learning online and consuming different things about search engine optimization for my blog and how to monetize my blog, I monetized my passion, something that I was really excited about. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's something here. Like, this is a thing. And I can live my best life. Like, oh my gosh, I can do what I want. And the power of the internet gives me the ability to do it anywhere in the world. This is so cool. And so then things started to unlock and fall into place for me. And I ended up working for an SEO agency. So I was writing blog posts, search engine optimizing those blog posts. I learned so much about that kind of part of the, the world of the internet through learning their backend systems, through getting trained there. And that was really exciting. And then I ended up not to work at a small business consulting firm where I then took their offline presence online and started monetizing their online uh, presence. And then I ended up just kind of feeling lost again. Like I hit my next kind of like, I was like up, up, up. And then I hit this other like plateau where I was like, hang on. I kind of started to feel this spark of joy, this spark of fulfillment. And I'm feeling like something is missing again. This isn't, you know, as low as I was, but like there, I know there's more, like I had a taste of it and there's gotta be something more. And so I spoke to the person who owned the small business consulting firm, my business partner, Trina Savage, and her and I, I told her, I was like, I want to empower women. I want to, I'm on my personal journey. I'm starting to explore like spirituality and personal development. And I know there's other women out there who want to be empowered to do the same thing. And I want to help them. I want to support them. I want to create a platform for that growth. And so she was like, me too. (laughs) And so we started running retreats together in the Cayman Islands. So we started Soulscape Summit together and started hosting retreats. And then her and I went through separations from our long-term partners at the same time. And as both of us were going through divorces, we both kind of like split and went our separate ways on these really like deep inner work journeys, these personal development, spiritual journeys. It was the first time in my life I'd ever explored spirituality, what spirituality meant to me, gone on a journey of connection to God. And as I went down that path, my business started to evolve. I started to do consulting work. And then I got my first client for consulting. I was like, I was helping her with organic content strategy, but every day she came to the call and she was bawling her eyes out. And we ended up, I ended up doing so much mindset work with her and personal development work with her, which allowed her to implement the tools that she almost already had a lot of the knowledge of because she had been in corporate for 16 years. And we relaunched her business. She sold two $7,000 packages in the first week after the 30 days of working with me. And so then she was like, I want to hire you forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she hired me for another year. uh, And I started exploring the world of coaching. And as I started exploring the world of coaching, of course, my personal brand developed and I started to discover the power of personal branding, what it meant 
to be an influencer and have an online presence that was true and authentic to me, uh, which was really about stepping into my authenticity, not being scared to show up and be vulnerable, which required me to continue on my personal development journey a lot and do a lot of inner digging around not wearing masks or being the people pleaser and setting and implementing boundaries in a way that I had never done before in my life. I'd always been the person who put myself on the back burner and self-sacrifice for others because I thought that was what gave me value and purpose. And so I went on my journey of recognizing my own self-worth, which then really allowed me to embody the confidence to start a personal brand. And here I am today doing incredible things with people everywhere from have just started Started their business and they're looking to really monetize and scale their passion to people who are already personal brands who have built businesses of multi-six figures or seven figures online. I do a lot of their uh, done-for-you organic content creation and distribution. So I have a really wide range of women who all have similar rock bottom stories and are now building their personal brands or have built their personal brands and are just killing it, living their lives of freedom doing whatever it is that they're really passionate about and gives them that intrinsic fulfilling reward at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, what I've noticed about Dana, and I think you guys noticed too, is she's literally done almost everything you can think of. (laughs) So, (laughs) So that's what I think is so amazing about you is because obviously in business, we pivot a lot. But with you specifically, you've really allowed for not getting stuck in the like upper limit plateau that can happen, which literally happens because we're evolving humans. It's, it's almost inevitable for that to happen. And I think that's really amazing because a lot of people who like me were, are slash recovering, (laughs) recovering perfectionists, where it's easy to get stuck in like the, why is this happening? How can I do to change this? Like all of the icky heavy how stuff and what's really amazing about what you do is you help even though you do a lot of the how for you know you're done for you clients you help the other on the opposite side really build more of an aligned business and you know content strategy for themselves that's not so heavy I think for you you really help people take the heavy out of it which I think is amazing and I want to go into what I think is really interesting about what you're doing specifically right now which for those who didn't hear her last like couple sentences is she's having, she actually has two business models right now where she has her coaching, but she also has her done for you model where she's helping multi six and seven figure earners with their content marketing distribution, which I think is really amazing because we hear all this time about, you know, scale one thing, do this one thing. But a lot of us know that we are multifaceted people. We are multi-passionate. It's very, difficult for a lot of us to stick with one thing forever, or at least for even almost a year for some people. So I'd love to go into for you specifically, is what have you found when you were kind of in the beginning stages of balancing these two versus where you're at now? What were kind of the shifts that you had to make both mentally and like from a marketing perspective that really helped propel you to where you're at now with really making those two in unison? Yeah, such a good question. So it's really interesting. It's almost been a year since I took on my first large scale done for you client. So I was 
freelancing for random clients to supplement my income as a coach while I was really hustling hard. I was really in hustle mode, trying to make my coaching work. And there was a lot of resistance. And I was actually, I was in a basement suite (laughs) in this miserable little basement suite in Calgary. And I had just um, moved out of my house with my ex-husband and I was broke and I had been hustling for a year without a lot of um, consistent traction in my business. I had had income, but it just wasn't scaling in the way that I wanted to. And I was freelancing and really stretching myself thin to supplement my income. And I was just trying to make it work so bad. And I remember being in this basement suite and just like praying for which was still a relatively new practice for me. And I remember praying and being like, God, I am at a rock bottom right now, but I know I'm meant to buy this one-way ticket to Croatia. And I know I'm meant to be there by the end of this month. And I don't know how it's going to happen. And this is the first time that I'm really fully understanding the fact that I need to let go of my old type A perfectionism you know, mentality and really actually relinquish the how. I had heard that a million times and I like knew it, but I didn't know it. I hadn't actually integrated it. And so I prayed and I was like, I'm pushing this course. I'm going to stop pushing it. I was like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I know it's meant to be. And so I'm not going to plan step one through 82. I'm just going to wake up every day and take the next most aligned action. And so I a couple days later had actually, I think it was within 24 hours. It was really radical. Mm-hmm. I had one of my freelance clients reach out to me and say like, Hey, I want to talk to you about, uh, potentially putting on a retainer. And I was like, okay, cool. Thinking, you know, maybe an extra thousand bucks a month or something. So I ended up hopping on a call with her. It was like a 10 minute conversation. This was Steph Joanne also, who is really cool. She's a self-made millionaire. She's like one of the click funnels, you know, gold plate metal, whatever club it is, the people who have like one funnel, she has like 16 funnels and one of her funnels brings in over a million dollars a year. Um, so she's really rad. She's done incredible things in the online space. And I had been doing random freelancing for her, hopped on a call with her. She was like, Hey, this is what I need. And it was this huge project. And I was like, Ooh, like this is exciting. And I got really excited and lit up and it felt really good. And I was like, cool. Pitched her a five figure client deal. It was like, my first five figure client deal ever over like a four month period, sent her the invoice. She accepted it was like, yep, looks good. Signed the paperwork, sent me my first payment, bought my ticket for Croatia was like, yes. And that was the first time that I had ever been like, Oh my gosh, when you relinquish the how you actually open yourself up to receiving miracles because there was no way I could have even conceptualized that that was going to happen or that that was a way that I was going to receive money. And so that was like the first time that I really was like, okay, all of the things that it is I think I need to do in order to be successful, they're not necessarily true. And there is an art and a magic in just following my instinct and my intuition and allowing myself to receive in whatever way it's I'm meant to show up as, whatever way I'm supposed to be a vessel for providing value for my people. And I am capable of so much and so many things and people will recognize and see that within me if I just show up and be present. And so I started this journey of continuing to coach. I actually, it took me a while to really own the fact that I did done for you stuff. So like I said, that was a year ago. And for a long time, I didn't talk about the fact that I had like a done for you agency and that I was capable of doing done for you content creation and that it's something that I had really mastered and that I was super good at. 
because I felt like if I did talk about it, I'd be unrelatable to my coaching clients. And so I didn't own it and I didn't talk about it. So even though I was coaching and even though I was still selling one-on-one spots and getting people into group programs and doing all of these things, I wasn't talking about the fact that I had this like backend agency and that I did done for you content organic marketing for these big names in the industry because I was worried. I had this like doubt in my head that number one, it would make me unrelatable. And number two, it would mean that I could no longer be a coach because I would have to, I would have to own the fact that I was an agency and I would have to completely switch over to done for you, even though I had this passion for coaching. And so I put it on the back burner for a really long time in terms of like, I didn't talk about it. And it's been in the last, I'd say probably six months that I've started to, you know, like tell people like, yeah, no, I have, I am multifaceted. I am multi-passionate and I serve people at multiple levels. I have not only, you know, coached people who are just starting their business or um, helped people implement systems who are a few years into their business so that they can scale. I also serve people who are already at multi six figures or seven figures with my done for you stuff. And there's a lot of misconceptions around like niching yourself where it's like, focus on this thing, hone in on this one thing. And that's really cool. Like I get that. And I get that that's worked for a lot of people, but also if you're in your gut is telling you that you have more to provide at multiple different levels, like don't deny yourself that don't limit yourself simply because of what other people are saying, like trust yourself to find the best way to build a business model. That's going to work for you because there's millions of strategies out there and it's only your job to find the ones that resonate the most with you and ping your intuition and implement those for yourself and use them to create something that's completely unique to you because there's no cookie cutter approach to business. Yes, a thousand percent. And that's something that I'm noticing more and more for my clients and even just in audience, just speaking to people in general is that we're really getting tired of the not even the formulas, but just the things that are like you see everywhere. And I think that going into this more and helping people see that your business model can look literally whatever you want it to look like. You just have to actually enjoy it. And that's when things start to happen. So I have two questions for you around this, which I think will be really beneficial to listeners is first for your, the five figure, the first one that you had, did you have any what's it called mindset hesitations or like anything that was blocking you from actually pitching that price or are you just already like I'm in it let me just put this price out there and see what happens Hmm. so I wouldn't say it was as much in pitching it like there was of course like fear that came up, you know, pricing to me, it's like 80% of you should feel like, yeah, I'm totally behind this. And 20% of you should feel like, holy shit balls. I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, so that was kind of where I was at. Like I knew, but I knew the value in what it was that I was providing. And I also knew how much money my client was making, which is part of the reason I still really love to serve with my agency is because those clients are the people who like, they always pay on time. They don't like hesitate about price points. Like they're, they're really high level, which is super expansive for me. So Um, I was good with the price point, but after the deal was signed, the biggest thing was like consistently telling myself that I needed to like be there available to that person, like 40 plus hours a week to make that worth their time. So there was a lot more in terms of like how I 
thought I needed to show up afterwards in order to be of value at that price point. There was a lot of like worthiness stuff that came up afterwards. And so, which is literally why I do what I do now. Like once I had gone through that and I had actually recognized, like, it's not the amount of hours that I put in. It's the quality of work that comes out. That was really you know, the catalyst and what spurred me on to create the systems that I now have in my business and the processes that I now have in my business that I use in places like organic marketing machine that I give to, which is one of my programs that I give to my people so that they can show up less in the back end of their business and focus on scaling and working towards moving their business forward to what their dream vision of success looks like. So that was really that worthiness component and that recognition of like, it's not how much time spent hourly, it's the quality of work that's the output is what really birthed the idea to to systematize a lot of the processes that it is that I use to serve my multi six figure and seven figure clients and distill them in a way to make them accessible to everyone at every level. I think there's a huge piece in there that you mentioned that I want people to like re-listen to three times, which is around, (laughs) really though, um, is around not mentioning or talking about the hours worked that leads to the amount of value that they get or whatever it is. Because I noticed even for myself when I was first starting to do ads for people that I was starting to just like beef up the deliverables because I thought that I had to to make like the price go higher when in reality for a lot of you're done for you people or even for those who are coaches honestly is that being there doesn't always mean you're going to help facilitate the transformation more or like you're not going to make it go quicker or like make the thing happen faster it just means you're going to be around more which also means you're going to probably set the expectation that you're always around which can also be a bad thing uh, for at least some people for some clients. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I think it's a huge thing that we need to talk about in the general sense of really knowing that not worrying about the hours when it comes to like, oh, you know, it was a 10K package. So I need to be here for like, I don't know, 10 hours a week so that it like adds up and it makes sense to them. When, like you said, pricing sure there is some things that like help can help you with that but it's not always going to make sense to you because real thing is is for the person on the other side do they see the value like beside the time beside that because once they're able to and you get behind the price like the 80 percent or 85 percent mark then that's all that really matters and i think especially for those higher price stuff where a lot of us, like you said, attach our worth to the price point or to the, the transformation that our clients get, which fun fact, even with done for you stuff, you can't always um, guarantee. That's super fun to remember. But I think it's a huge, it's true. It's a huge thing that needs to be spoken about more and not only the price, but also the marketing behind it and how the done for you versus coaching can be kind of different ways of marketing yourself. So I'd love to go into that piece too around for you with your done for you agency versus your coaching obviously for a while you're separating it for a bit but what have you found for yourself now that you're kind of molding the two when it comes to like talking about it more do you find that people are accepting it more do you feel more confident with it or are you still kind of like only talking about your done for you stuff or only finding people through referrals or are people actually coming to you now for done for you around like social media posts and stuff like that like how they do for your coaching 
Yeah, this is actually a cool conversation. So like marketing is obviously completely different. So one of the hardest things I think for people to wrap their heads around is that if you're marketing to somebody for coaching versus marketing to somebody for done for you, it's completely different. So like, how could you possibly have a business model that encompasses both? Mm -hmm. But I have continued to show up in the online space and build my organic marketing simply through authentic messaging and like amplifying that out and having a good strategy around it and like using the systems I use for my multi six and seven figure clients for myself and continuing to like be inspirational and just show up as me and be really honest and be really um sorry I just full disclosure I just had multiple dogs bust into my room. So I apologize for the like side just sidetrack there. I got like bombarded with two really cute dogs, but I'm going to kick them out of this room. Um, <laughs> so yeah, give me like a hot second. No problem. Perfect. Yeah, I'll take a swig of water too. Okay. So going back to the dogs are okay now. Update guys, um, but what I think is <laughs> what I think is really cool about what you're mentioning. What before that happened was the way that you show up right now is not different than how you sh- showed up for your coaching. Like even though it's definitely the marketing is going to be different for tactics when you're building up that part you're now infusing those two into your own brand and not making it so separate. Cause I noticed that was happening even for myself. Cause it's like you mentioned, it's multifaceted parts of ourselves and we're not used to allowing those to be seen by everyone. You know, we don't think that if someone who's going to be a coaching client is going to see the same way as like a done for you. And I think that's really interesting about how you're really allowing those two to come into place and say, Hey, I am both of these. I'm not one or the other really allows for that space to expand and for other people to know that this is not just going to be, you don't have to just do a coaching or just do done for you. You can do both. So what advice do you have to people who are in that space of either they're currently in done for you or they're currently in coaching and they know that they want to expand into something more around either a product or coaching or whatever it is, what advice do you have to them to start on that? What is like the first ways that they can kind of trickle that in for themselves? Yeah, definitely. So like number one, start owning it. Like you're already sharing a message. You're already out there like telling people what you do. You're already out there like being, you're already out there being yourself and your messaging. You're already out there sharing your truth. You're already out there like on social media, talking to people, start owning everything that you do. So stop trying to keep it segregated. Start showing up and being like, yo, I serve clients at this level. I serve clients at this level. It's like, I don't just do this one specific thing. Like I am a multi-passionate, multifaceted being. I'm an expert in all of these areas. I'm a badass. I rock and start showing up and owning it. Cause that was like a big thing for me is I thought I wasn't going to be, I thought I was going to be unrelatable. I thought I wasn't going to be as good of a leader or inspiration to my coaching clients. If I had, if I was talking about like this done for you agency, but the more that I start talking about it, the more people are like, holy crap, you're a badass. You're so cool. You're amazing. Like, this is amazing. I'm so grateful that you have this knowledge and you have the ability to help me understand the systems that these people are using because you are doing it for them. Like that's really valuable to people at 
even the lower levels and is super inspiring. So that would be like number one is own it. Number two would be um, recognize that the way that you reach out and talk to your people who are the done for you clients is still going to be really authentic. And you, you don't need to like put on a professional mask just because they're at a different level. Like you still get to be you to attract your ideal done for you clients. So like I used to think that my done for you people, because they were at this higher level, I had to be like more professional with them or I had to like act a certain way or talk a certain way in my marketing language. But like I didn't, I was still able to show up as my authentic self. And like, I had a very specific niche of people who are my done for you clients who are literally just my coaching clients, but further along, they're literally the exact same people that it is that I would coach that resonated with my, my messaging on all of my platforms. They're just already at a higher level because they've built their businesses to these multi six or seven, but they're still the same people. They're still the people who like swear in their copy, who are the nonconformists, are the really kind of like badassy weirdos who are like eclectic and like use really interesting language and are not stuffy. Like that, those are my people. They're these like mm-hmm. wild, free, nonconformist badasses who swear, who curse, who say it like it is, who use hashtags, who are very like non-grammatically correct. Those are my people. And at every level, it doesn't matter if they're coaching clients or done for you clients. So that would be the second thing and is like show up as yourself at every level, no matter who you're talking to. And then the third thing is like, identify what's going to be your sales process for talking to your, talking to your coaching people or your consulting clients versus your sales process for your done for you stuff. So for example, like I use organic marketing tactics and I use um, specific, a specific kind of sales sequence of process for taking people from, I have a problem to, I want to work with you that are coaching clients. Mm-hmm. And then I also, for my done for you people have a completely different process. And so for my done for you people, I actually do a lot of direct outreach. So especially when I initially started, I actually would do work for them. I would actually show them like, Hey, look, I can do this for you. Here's a piece of repurposed content, or here's like an example of what this would look like in action. Even if you don't want to chat, like, I want you to know that this is possible for you and feel free to use this. Here's like a free gift from me. And if this is something that you've struggled with and like, I would reiterate their pain points, which a lot of my done for you people, it's like they've hired VAs, they've hired copywriters and those people couldn't nail their brand voice. And so they're disappointed and they feel like they have to write all their content still, or they don't, they don't have somebody who understands strategy plus the actual execute is capable of the execution as well. And so I integrate all of that. So I would show them, I could integrate all of that by doing it for them and reaching out to them. And then they would be like, Oh my God. Yes. And then now it's very referral based. Like people get sent to me all the time from my current done for you clients. Cause I'm doing a good job for them. So they send me people And so I've also started to incentivize that for them. It's like, if you send me a referral and that person signs up for me, you're going to get X, Y, and Z as an incentive. So that like, once you have a couple of clients in, in your done for you, like you can conceptualize how you can incentivize them to send you more people because they probably already know people at their level who also need the same thing. And they likely are people that you're going to resonate with because they're the friends of the people who you're already doing their stuff for. So like identifying your segregated sales processes um, and recognizing that like you still get to show up as who you are within those and you're not changing your language to speak to your different levels of people. You're not changing your language or your authenticity. You're simply changing the way that you reach out and the way that you connect and build that relationship. 
I think that's really interesting for people to hear because especially that done for you piece about actually reaching out with this piece of value basically that you're helping show them is something that is not becoming a thing anymore which is kind of sad because what you're doing is basically showing your work you're doing like if we go back to like kindergarten school or whatever you know for math class you're showing what you actually did you're proving that you got there and I think for a lot of done for you specifically this even works for coaching is because you're showing your work either coaching it's showing your work by testimonials or like the client wins and showing your work for done for you where it's more around like the deliverable you're giving them or the like quick win you're giving them whatever that is so I think that's a really important piece that you mentioned there and a quick mini question that I have for my own curiosity is incentives let's talk about this for a second because I've heard two schools of thought around incentives which is good for those who are in here who are like I have referrals for me but how do I like increase that more for incentives for you are you in the school of thought where you actually give a percentage off like you or you get like $200 back or you get a gift card or are you someone who's like you get a free month or you get like this free bonus thing here because everyone has their own spin on it but I love to hear what your perspective is for incentives I'm in the school of what the fuck is the most valuable to your client Mm. (laughs) so like it's not about you like get out of your own head. This isn't like about you or what you think is a value or what you don't think is a value or what you think is like, get your own worthiness out of it. Like you are of the highest value, no matter what the fuck it is that you're serving your clients with or what it is that you're giving them or how you're incentivizing them. So like take yourself out of this equation and ask yourself like, what would be of the highest value to my client right now? Um, I've incentivized all I've, basically done everything that it is that you just said, but it was based on my client and what I knew was going to be the most impactful for them based on like their love language, based on where they're at in their business, based on what their, their specific unique needs were. And that's what I offer them. It's like, Hey, I know what you need the most right now is this. So let me offer this to you because you sent me this beautiful referral. I love that so much because like we already mentioned a little bit ago, is that's even doing the same around like not making cookie cutter spaces for even incentive things because I'd fully agree with you. Some of my clients, they might, they'd rather love to have whatever like incentive for giving back versus other ones who are like, I don't need more money. I'd rather have, I don't know, um, like a free, not a free, but like a bonus template on like the exact sales copy you need or whatever, you know, whatever the incentive is. But I think that's a huge thing that you mentioned is that not having the same run of the mill thing because everyone's going to be different. And especially like you said, the love language is different and their journey is because I've worked with people who are multiple six figures. They don't really care about getting an extra $200 back. (laughs) They care about more of like actual value ads or bonuses. A hundred percent. Like, I recently gave a client like two, three weeks of distribution. Mm -hmm. I have given other clients like um, intensives where I trained their team. Like I actually spent an additional two hours of the month on a call with their team to give their uh, systems implemented, like being implemented more streamlined processes because rather than them having to delegate to their team, like I basically alleviated several hours off of their plate 
by taking systems that I already knew how to use so that they didn't need to learn the ins and outs of them and then teaching their team how to use them. So I just saved them who knows how much time headache back and forth with their team by spending two hours of my my time during one month, a one month period. And to them, that's like insanely valuable and way more valuable than being like, here's $200 off. I wholeheartedly agree. And that's what I think is really amazing about what you're doing because your whole entire business model, especially even down to the incentives is all about based on your client, your specific one, whoever you're talking to at that time and whether it be coaching client or done for you client. And I think that's even really going down to to the piece around marketing for the the argument between organic versus ads or both or either or and I think what you mentioned a lot which I think is amazing is around how yes organic is great to help you scale through it but you can also use organic in alignment with ads to make it amplify even more so I'd love to hear your perspective around that and how you use that with yourself and with your done for you and possibly even coaching clients in that way yes so here's my thought process behind that. And I would love to hear yours as well. Cause I know mm-hmm. that you're, you're in paid, which is super cool. I'm all about using both. And here's how that process looks organically in my experience with the people that I have worked with is that generally people obviously start in the online space. They're just getting like their feet wet. They are starting to put them, their name out there. They don't necessarily have a tried and true effective program yet. So they're more doing active income. They're doing like one-on-ones. They're starting to hone their process, really figure out what modalities not only resonate with them the most, but are the most transformative to their clients. What's the kind of like process that it is that they can use again and again as like their framework and their pillar to provide the most quantum growth for their clients. And then once they've conceptualized that, they're like, okay, cool. Now I can do more of like a one-to-many program. Now I can start to create like reoccurring income. So they start to do like one-to-many and they do something like a mastermind or a group program because they now have a systematized process that they know is going to get people results, that they know is honed in in specific pillars that they can apply to everyone in their audience and it'll change their life. And then up until that point, they've been using organic marketing. It's like they've been building a name for themselves. They've been putting themselves out there on all of the platforms. They're maybe using like Facebook and Instagram as their two kind of like primary sources. They've started building a lot of relationships. They've built an organic audience. And this can be a small audience. Like so many people equate more followers to more money, which is bullshit. There's broke as fuck influencers in the online space who have 150 or more thousand followers and they're not making any money. I did a live like rant on this the other day because I had a client who she literally was like, oh my God, this influencer reached out to me and she wants to work with me and all of these things. And like, she has a hundred thousand people in her audience. And so she wants to take my course pro bono. And then once she gets results from it, she's going to share it in front of my audience. And I was like, well, why does she want to take the course pro bono? And she was like, oh, because um, she doesn't have money to pay for the course right now, but like, it's a huge opportunity for me to get my product in front of a hundred thousand people. And I'm like, are you listening to yourself? Like you just said that this girl who has a hundred thousand followers is broke and can't pay you a thousand dollars to take your program. Why would you want to get your stuff in front of her audience who is clearly cold and doesn't convert? That doesn't make any sense. And so I have 
have people who are my clients who have, you know, less than 10,000 followers combined on all of their platforms and are already making multi six figures. Mm -hmm. So, and they did that through the power of organic marketing and finding qualified leads versus quantity of leads. And so once people then have their, you know, um, recurring income, their systematized process, that's what eventually gets turned into something that is more of their passive income. And it's because they've done it multiple times. They did it as active income initially, then they turned it into their one-to-many. And so now they know it works. They've got social proof. It's worked again and again. They've sold it out again and again because they have a sales process that works really well for it, that they can then replicate. And that way, when you start to run paid traffic to it, you know it's going to convert. You're not sending paid traffic to something that you have no fucking idea if it works or not. You're sending paid traffic to something that's worked, tried and true again and again and again and again. And so then you can like spend the time to start to tweak it because you know inevitably it's going to work because it's already worked before. And so with my, go ahead, you want to say something and I want to hear it. I do. Cause it's, it's, it's a hundred percent agreement in what you said. Remind me again what the price point was for that course, just so I can see how outrageous it was for your client, the one who wanted the free one. Oh, it was a thousand dollars. It was a thousand dollar course. Like it was so cheap. Uh, I know. Okay, good. (laughs) I wanted to make sure I heard that correctly. Um, because I I fully agree with you. And this is something that I had to realize not only for myself, but later on my clients is that for a lot of people who are in the online space, you know, there's so many things that are shiny objects, but ads are probably one of the biggest ones right now, which is why it's so easy for people to come to me. They're just like, I want to do ads. And honestly, a lot of people who come to me, I have to say no to, or say like, I don't think it's the right time for you, which kind of like some people respect, some people are like, I think I need this. I'm like, good luck. Um, But it's important. It's important. It's true though, because what I've noticed is that people come to you and like you said, their product either isn't tested or they haven't like validated it with the market or they're trying to do things like build up their following or build up like their, um, I don't know, their social media when they don't even have like something to sell at the back end that they like are for sure going to work. And it just leads to a lot of more money putting out versus getting back in. And that comes from, like you said, that one-to-one or that one-to-small group um, that I think a lot of people don't realize is kind of like, kind of what you need when you're first starting and for me I remember I kept pushing it away because I was like I don't want to do one-to-one it's going to take up so much of my time and it's the easiest way to scale to six figures honestly (laughs) like it really is um and I think that's kind of like I think and I think that's my mini my bare my what's it called bare minimum for my clients is I say if you're going to do ads you should at least be making around at, at least eight to ten plus months like easy yes exactly and and a lot of people they're looking to use ads because they want like a quick and easy solution to their problem mm-hmm. but that do- doesn't actually provide a quick there's no band-aid solution to getting leads and converting them and so like if you're trying to find a quick and easy quick like solution that's going to fix all of your problems and it sounds too good to be true. That's because it is too good to be true. Like you, and a lot of people are looking to use paid ads because that's what they think it is. And that's a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like anybody who's selling you, and you know, I know this because I invested a couple months into my business when I didn't have five G's to drop. I dropped five G's on a, a 
funnel strategist and Facebook marketer. And I didn't have a tried and true product yet. And she took my money and I didn't get any return on my investment. And Mm -hmm. so I respect you for being honest with your people and telling them like, no, you're not ready for paid ads so that you're only onboarding people who are actually going to get results because otherwise there's no point and it's going to hurt your reputation. Like at the end of the day, if you're not getting people results, what's the point, right? Yeah. I mean, I had, I had a client of mine who actually was a past, um, past person that I knew when I first started and she came to me and she seemed like she knew what she was doing. She seemed like, oh, it's going to be a great prospect. And then I realized when I had her on that, oh, you're a chronic launcher and you kind of fatigued your audience to where these ads aren't actually going to do anything for you, except for just what I always say is like ads amplify, they amplify either the good parts of your business or the gaps that you have on your funnel. And I think people forget about that second piece because we don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about like, oh, this is not converting. I actually need to work on this or, oh, this is not working the way that I want to. It's like that. Um the black sheep that no one speaks about, but it's really important for people who are doing ads or wanting to do them that you really make sure that, like you already mentioned, your sales process for every product, every offer you have is really dialed in and that you have testimonials you can use, that you have things like this that you can showcase or else it's really hard Mm -hmm. to see that return on investment that not only ads, but just like marketing in general is promising you. Yeah, absolutely. And there's like, just like everything in business, there are thousands of tools out there. There's thousands of strategies out there. There's thousands of, you know, different solutions out there that people are going to tell you are the best solution. And there's, you know, a million people who are like, here's your 10 steps to get rich. And here's your five ways to, you know, write the perfect email sequence. And here's all of these things. But the truth is none of those are right and none of those are wrong. And you need to be a smart business person and use your intuition and trust your gut and be in tune with that and use the best solutions for you at the right time to use them. Mm -hmm. Everybody who has built a successful business, they have done it because they have been smart and known when and where to implement the right things. And when things don't work, they fail fast, let them go and move forward. And that is the difference between the people who make it and the people who don't is they're willing to unattach, let the, let things go, not have it mean anything personally and recognize what's working, what's not working and be willing to move forward, let things go, tweak, fine tune and recognize when something is actually the right solution for them at the right time versus trying to constantly look for like the quick fix or the easy button. A thousand percent. And that's, I think what's really amazing about what you said is going to be going great into our last question before the rapid fire round, which is really making sure that what you're doing right now or for tomorrow or for the next month is not only getting you to your goal, but it's in alignment with what your values are, with what you want to be doing, with where you are meant to be showing up versus where you think you should or where this like fancy marketer told you to. Because like even I did, I spent a lot of money on programs that were, they were great marketers but they weren't the aligned program for me. And some of them, I think, kind of knew it, which is really the worst part of it. Um, But I think it's really important Mm -hmm. for those to hear those stories because you have to be a discerning business owner. You have to discern the, is this program right for you? Is it the right time for you? And really staying true to yourself in that. So the last question I want to ask before I go on the rapid fire round is, 
because you've had this huge journey for the last, I would say that I've seen you like skyrocket the last eight months to a year. What is kind of like the number one thing you've had to drop or shift or kind of like move out of to hit this new level you're at, whether it be like monetarily for like six figures, whether it be through like selling out stuff, what was kind of like the number one thing you feel like mindset wise, emotionally or whatever it is that you had to drop or kind of transform out of to get to that level? Mm -hmm. I'd say the biggest thing has been like removing myself and my own worthiness from being wrapped up in the results of my business. So a huge piece of me used to take it really personally when things wouldn't work out and we, I would like really get wrapped up and like, I'm not good enough. And like, I'm never going to make it. And all of these stories that it is, that it's really easy to tell yourself. And so a lot of the work I've had to do has had to be on myself of like the self-worth work, the personal work, the spiritual work to be like, I am more than enough to deserve everything that it is that I want. And if something doesn't work, it means nothing about me personally. It's just because this isn't the right thing. And I need to be willing to let things go and unattach from them so that I can open myself up to receiving the next best thing and be willing to move forward. So that's been like a huge one. And I feel like also being willing to learn and not be defensive and also like work for people and serve people who know more than me. Like it's hard, mm. like the biggest thing about done for you stuff. And the biggest thing about um, having an agency and coaching is that coaching a lot of my people, I'm elevating them to my level done for you stuff. I'm being elevated to their level. And so being willing to serve at all ranges and recognize that like I know more than some people and I know less than some people and being willing to just be where I'm at and own where I'm at and be like com a completely open vessel to receive whatever guidance it is that I need to receive and then channel back out and give whatever guidance it is that I need to give that has really opened me up to continual elevation. I think that's a huge thing that not only do entrepreneurs to hear but mainly even women is that unworthy not even unworthiness but just the not attaching yourself to things and not seeing like that if this tanks then it's your fault or if this thing you know it must be you or even like I see this a lot for price points too which you probably see for coaching clients is like people attach their work to the price mm -hmm. point of it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I noticed for me especially when I was um in the last two months, I've scaled a lot with my business and even my clients that I had. And the highest clients that I had were the ones that I gave literally zero fucks about, like the price point. I was like, this price point sounds fun. Let's try it. Versus a price point that I was like stuck on for three weeks. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I have to hit it. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be amazing when I hit it. Like it puts so much pressure on yourself. And it's because you still have that attachment to that worthiness piece, which I think is so huge. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like, as soon as you, you, as soon as you're willing to like remove your self-worth from it and have your pricing not be anything to do with like amount of deliverables, time in, it's just about the value that it is that you're providing and like meeting people where they're at and setting an aligned price point that feels good for you and that you can confidently get behind. As soon as you do that, like 
you stop feeling a pressure to number one sell. So you can actually show up and have sales conversations that feel really authentic and good, which the only time we have a sales conversation that doesn't work out is when our energy shifts. It's when, when we are like, Oh my God, I need to be, do, or have something that I don't have right now in order to be a good salesperson. So I'm going to put on this mask of like my sales mask. <laughs> and then the energy change, like what the fuck? I liked her five minutes ago and now I feel off. Like something feels weird and I don't know exactly what it is, but the words coming out of her mouth don't match her energy. And so I'm going to leave. And it's like, as soon as we do that, we can show up like confidently in those sales conversations and we can show up confidently in delivering the value as well. So like we're able to intuitively tap in and actually like give our clients what it is that they need without having this like huge pressure of like, I need to create this and I need to create this and I need to do this for them. And I need to show up X amount of hours a week and I need to blah, 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 blah. And we can actually take a step back and look at the problem our client is experiencing and being like, cool, I know exactly what you need right now in this moment to create the most transformational instantaneous change. And I can unattach from what comes after that because it doesn't matter. I only need to provide this thing in the most moment. We end up giving our clients better results as well, which is huge. I love everything about that. And people who are listening to this, soak that in. (laughs) But before we go, I love to to go into rapid fire round, which is just going to be quick five uh, questions around kind of like the first thought or word that comes into your mind. So it's nothing crazy, but I just like to ask us to get people more kind of familiar with you and also people to hear any resources that they're just like, I want that now. So are you ready? Yes. Awesome. Okay. First question is favorite book you've currently read or sorry, favorite book you've ever read or are currently reading as everyone has like a hard time with favorite books. So I always say it's either or. Cool. I'd say You're a Badass by Jen Sincero completely changed my life. I read that Mm. about a year and a bit ago, a little over a year ago. And then I'm currently reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad for the second time. And that is also extremely transformative. It's an amazing book. I love that book. Um, (laughs) I really do. I think they're both great. What is your favorite word or phrase you use daily? Groovy. (laughs) that's true actually I will vouch for that I think you've used it like two or three times already (laughs) I love that word it's my favorite word of the moment and that fits you really well but that's the one right now thank you (laughs) no problem okay this question I really enjoy because it helps kind of show the behind the scenes so what is something you're not very good at or working to get better at Mm, something I'm not really good at or working to get better at empowering my people through the power of leadership and delegation. I think that's a constant Mm. growth and I've come leaps and bounds, but I'm continuing to step into that role every single day. I love that. What is one characteristic that you believe every entrepreneur needs? Embodiment of self-worth. Yes. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Uh, What are two tools, mindset, or resources that you think every entrepreneur needs to make their business and marketing successful? Mm. Systems and a team. I feel like those two go hand in hand. Um, And also authenticity and clarity around who you really are and how that translates into your messaging. I love it. Okay, last question, which is my favorite one to ask, is what does success look like to you in your own eyes? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Success to me is having as much of an influential impact as I possibly can to empower as many people as I possibly can to live a life of freedom. So I am really focused on what is freedom to you and how can we build a business model, messaging and programs and offers and all of the things that make sense for the ladder that it is that you want to climb. So that's like my objection or my, my objective, not objection, my (laughs) objective in life and being an entrepreneur in general is how can I influence as many people as possible to take that first step towards their freedom or implement whatever it is they need right now at the level that they're at to have even more freedom. So, I mean, I want to be on Oprah. I want to be on, like, I want to write a best-selling book. Like I want to be famous. I'm working on being famous. That's, I want to be on a Ted talk. I want to do all of the things because I, in my eyes, my success is amplified every time I touch one person, even if it's just for two minutes. And that gives them the inspiration and the motivation to go change their life in some way. That's beautiful. So now that we've gone over probably all of your entire life up till now and all the things that kind of you really help your clients with both coaching and done for you. I'd love to give people kind of um, a taste on what they can look out for from you, anything that you're currently giving your people and also that you're currently helping people with so that they can get more Dana in their life. Woo, get more D in your life. (laughs) So (laughs) I'd highly recommend recommend coming and hanging out with me on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, I love to share stories. So at Dana Lisa is my handle, but I am also empowering people at every level right now to create messaging, authentic messaging, and also organic marketing that works for them to give them freedom to have the systems, to have the processes. I've failed a lot and learned the hard way. And I want to make it as easy as I possibly can for you. So I have a community called the rebelpreneurs on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash online rebelpreneurs. You can come hang out with me there. And right now I'm onboarding people into my first round of organic marketing machine, which is literally a program where I'm giving everyone my systems and I'm giving everyone my processes and teaching them how to find the right people to empower them and then giving them the tools to also empower them to give them more freedom in their business, to get them out of the back end of their business, out of content creation, out of distribution, out of systemization and back into doing what they love, which is getting in their high vibe state and creating content when they feel inspired to do so and relationship building with the people who they're meant to serve. And that's where you should be spending your time as a CEO. And so I am taking people from solopreneur to CEO inside of organic marketing machine. So if that pings your fancy, then please reach out to me either in my direct messages on Instagram at Dana Lisa, or you can go check it out on rebelpreneurs.com. Yes. And all of those links will be down below too. So if everyone wants to go to it, wherever you feel most aligned with, go do it. She's amazing. And I want to say, there you guys have it. Thank you so much, Jana, for coming on and sharing your wisdom. It was amazing to have you on here today. Thank you for having me, Danielle. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And I'll talk to you guys all next episode and I'll see you then. Bye guys for listening to today's episode. I am so excited that you were able to go through it and get some actionable tips out of it. For next steps, make sure you go to daniellecleum.com slash ad breakdown to get the complete ad breakdown around what one Insta ad did to help create 
559 client leads and 20% sales increase in launch. Make sure to go ahead there to do that and DM me at I'm Danielle Clem to go in deeper to the conversation. And last but not least, make sure to leave a rating and review so that this podcast can get out to more amazing people like yourself.